welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one catastrophic minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us once again, Michael Gorman. Welcome. Hey, guys. What was that phrase that Marty used where uh, when he was writing that letter to, to Doc? Like this terrible uh, disaster. I don't think it was catastrophic. I think it was something else. The, it was like a terrible disaster or something. A terrible disaster. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's kind of the phrase that comes to mind. This terrible disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah. So today we are going back to minute 98, which starts with Marty warning Doc that he doesn't want to be struck by lightning. Right. And then ends with Marty saying, oh, no, as it starts to rain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weirdly, those two (laughs) things actually not connected in any way. Yeah. The oh, no is definitely because Marty's wearing a leather jacket, which is is, is (laughs) not good in the rain. He feels it start to happen. Yeah. And it's vintage. Obviously, it could be worse. It could be it could be suede. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to get suede in the rain. So no. before we so before we we move away from Marty's jacket, uh, th- there's a <laughs> shot of when he's like on his back, and you can kind of see the inside of the jacket for the first time, and it looks really comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> just the material that it's made out of. It just for some reason it looks really soft, mm. and I don't know. I think the interior of a jacket is is almost more important oh, yeah. than the exterior of a jacket, in my opinion. Definitely. I mean, we're 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 really just describing the plot of a Seinfeld episode. Uh, oh yeah, the conversation right now. Suede, amazing suede jacket with the terrible yeah candy stripe interior. Yeah. It's got like quilting on the inside. It does look comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. After spending some time in Chicago, I've learned that uh, it's all about what's inside the jacket. Yeah. It could also it could also be that I mean I would assume that there's you know Michael J. Fox has like three or four of these jackets and wardrobe and right, right. each one is for a different, uh, a different, you know, whatever they're shooting. And with this one, they're going to be shooting in the rain. So I bet they quilted it for him oh, to right. make yeah. it a little warmer. That's yeah. a good uh, assumption. Yeah. I mean, that's an important, I mean, I, I, Michael J. Fox seems like the kind of person that's kind of, uh, he gets cold very easily. I would bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, by the end of this week, he just looks like a, a wet little chihuahua. Yeah. Um, some, uh, so a, a cute. No- <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, so, so Doc so, gets his shit rocked by some lightning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and right after Marty, immediately after Marty says, you don't want to get struck by lightning, he immediately gets struck by lightning. A lot. So, like a lot. I mean, Marty, yeah, like a lot. I mean, Marty, Marty's to blame for this, right? I mean, Jinx. I mean, come on. Jinx, yeah. you, gotta, you can't say something like that and not knock on wood. What are you doing? Yeah. No wood to yeah. knock on. Yeah. Well, the no, tree that just exploded in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, that's true. There's plenty of wood. <laughs> so, so I know I used to be a lot like this, but I'm getting better at it. Kind of the, the older I get and kind of learn about just the randomness of everything. But are you guys superstitious about saying stuff out loud? Like the guy used to hardcore kind of like really think that if I mentioned an opportunity, whether if it was like a career thing or even like a date, if I like said it out loud, I was like stacking the odds against right. it happening. Yeah, I feel like with me, it's um, it's always like traffic. Like if I'm on the highway and there's traffic going in the other direction and I'm like, 
oh, thank <laughs> God we're not going that way. Yeah. And then someone will inevitably say, don't say that. Don't jinx us because yes. chances are we'll end up in traffic down the yeah. line. Or it's like, hey, it looks so, like yeah. we missed the traffic. And then boom. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think I probably am kind of like that. Scott? Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because I'll often reverse jinx myself where I will say something out loud to make sure that I do it because I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy who says the thing and doesn't do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if it's like, I, I, I need to go to the store today or like, I need to get the, or, or like I have to finish the script or whatever, you know, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm going to finish this script by this day. And then it's like, okay, well I told like five people that I'm going to do that. So now I got to do it. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I was I was listening to the Nerdist once and it, it kind of changed my life. There was this moment where uh, Jonah Ray was telling the other two guys that apparently if you're like a creative type and if you have like a pitch or a joke or a story and you tell a group of people that sometimes it your brain emits the same signals that it would have if you had finished the thing. And so now you are you're less motivated to actually put it to word document because your brain's already has got the catharsis out of it for doing it. <coughs> hmm. Yeah, that makes Interesting. sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. I've actually, I've thought about that a lot because I think you've told me that before. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I heard it on, on that podcast, but I, I think you've told me that before and I thought about that a lot and I tend to like, I pitch less now. Yeah, and I to told people. you that it was, that it was my original thought. Right. Yeah. You gave absolutely no credit because as, as you normally do, uh, give absolutely no credit to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the last person that Nick ever gives credit to is himself. Um, <laughs> very last, like dead last. And then yeah, also I did some stuff and it's like, you literally did everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, okay. So do you think, do you guys think that Marty thinks that that's what happens when things get struck by lightning? That they just disappear and explode. I mean, that's kind of what happened to him when he got struck by lightning. <laughs> no, he's dead. In a way. I, well, okay, so I have, I have some, I have some, I've just got a lot of questions about this whole. Okay, yeah, let's go. Thing. Okay, so we know the way, the rules of time travel in this world. Yes. In the world of Back to the Future are, in order to go back in time. We know that you need two things. You need 1.21 gigawatts of energy. Or the equivalent of a bolt of lightning. Which we discovered was way, 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 way more than 1.21 gigawatts. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we just you need 1.21 gigawatts. But as we learned from the last movie, a lightning bolt works. Right. Sure. But not that wasn't a direct lightning bolt either because the lightning bolt hits the clock tower – and it was siphoned through the cable and through right. the hook it, it and was, everything. It was it was through a filtered it was it was a filtered transaction. Right. Okay. So I guess that's 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 something to put on the table. Okay. So we know that you need 1.21 gigawatts to power the flux capacitor. But we also know that we have to be going 88 miles per hour. Yes. For it to work. Mm-hmm. 
So velocity plus power equals time travel. Well, don't right. they, they 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 dispel that in the beginning of the of this movie when he says we don't have enough road to get up to 88. Oh, I guess. But he still has to go 88 miles per hour if he's flying then. Right, right. Okay. He just doesn't need roads. Right. Got it. Yeah. So. How did this happen? Because because <laughs> even when he disappears, it leaves behind like a spirally trail of fire. And for I was freaked out because it kind of looks like it's spelling out ninety nine. Yeah. Like, oh my god! But I was like, oh, we're a minute ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I don't. I and you know what? I've never questioned this before watching it. But this time I was like, wait. He wasn't going 88 miles per hour. Wouldn't he have just gotten struck by lightning and nothing happened? Maybe that's why Marty's so confused. Like, I mean, it's true because he is just kind of hovering. Right. Like, he's not even going vertically 88 miles an hour. Mm. No. And I, and I mean, for all I know, you know, I, you know, I, I purposely have not watched Back to the Future 3 in probably, I don't know, two or three years. Maybe there's an explanation. I've never in, seen it. In fact, <laughs> you always make that joke, and I'm afraid people are going to believe you. Um, I have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I'm looking forward to watching it again before we start covering part three. But maybe there's an explanation there. If there is, I don't want to know it because I want to find it when we get there. Um, but it seems weird to me that this happens. The only thing I can make sense of is that it's a direct lightning hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of the difference between, you know, like, yeah, yeah. If you're it, it, it's almost like the lightning is hitting the it, 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 it's almost like the, the lightning rod and what have you. The clock tower was sort of like a chaser. And now this is just straight up lightning hitting this DeLorean. Right. Well, here's another question to be asked. So. Uh, I mean, we all know in three that the he he talks about how the lightning destroyed the hover conversion. Mm -hmm. So does he just appear in 1885 and fall 20 feet in a car? Yeah, because yeah, because the 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 car doesn't work in 1885. They gotta right. fix it. But he's got to appear in the same place that he he yeah. left from. So right. he, he just like falls like 50 feet out of the sky. Yeah, he probably killed like a buffalo or something. <laughs> So was, was lived on it, lived on it while he made yeah, his yeah, trek yeah. While, he, while he buried the car in a mine. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just arrives in town like wrapped in buffalo fur. <laughs> so when he when Seth MacFarlane finds Doc in a shed with the delivery. Right. <laughs> was he wearing was he wearing his future clothes or was he already in his Western costume? I don't know. I never saw that movie. Uh, OK. It's not bad. It's if it's ever if you ever see it on like HBO or something. Oh, I just realized what you're talking about. Yeah, a million once a million ways to to make jokes about being right. in the West. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh. I just. I don't. I hope there's an explanation in the third one because otherwise, you're breaking the two rules that you gave us as to how time travel works. You're breaking one of them. Yeah, like, I mean, like Scott said, I, I'm going to reserve calling outright shenanigans until we get to the third movie. But I will say this is a weird 
this is a weird thing to not have continuity on. Right. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, I'm of the belief that the most important thing about time travel in movies is just to follow the fictional rules of your movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so it 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 would it'd be a weird thing to get to get wrong. Yeah. Um, more so than like, you know, weird little semantic things about like, oh, like the tunnel's too long or oh, the, the car right. would have ran over Marty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or even or even semantic time travel, like looping issues. Sure. Um, you know, there there's lots of that in the, these movies, but you just sort of roll with it because the rules of the movie work within the movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, wow, so so Doc is now in the 1880s. No, yeah. he's not. It's 1955. <laughs> <laughs> he's long you? passed away. Yeah, he's long dead. He's dead. Long dead. I have to say, when I first saw this movie, I think I was, uh, I guess I was like 10. Mm-hmm. And this just, like, this was probably the first cliffhanger I had ever seen. Oh, and so you had, you hadn't even seen Empire at this point. Um, I saw Empire, but Empire like Empire does end. Yeah, and also Jedi was already out. Right. Like, it's but, not really it's not a cliffhanger so much as a like oh question. Yeah, mark, yeah. What happens sort of. next? Yeah. You're yeah. just like kind of psyched to see the next thing. But this was like I just didn't expect this as like a young kid. And then, you know, and but we also knew that the third one was coming out because they made. I knew enough to know that they made the second and the third one at the same time. And they released a trailer like in tandem with each other or something, but yeah, it, it plays before the credits. Do yeah. But I just movie. still was like, so floored by this ending. Cause I was like, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or especially right now in this moment when you have no context and like, is he just stuck in 1955? Exa- now, yes. Forever? That. And it was like, it's like almost scary. <laughs> is this like the worst ending ever? like just just imagine like what would he even do like he's just stuck there well he's stuck there for 30 years and then he becomes 45 and he's back in 1985 and he just warns him oh yeah still go back yeah so he's just got to live two lifetimes basically which isn't a (laughs) terrible thing the kid the narnia did it yeah it's not the the first time uh, marty's been deleted from the timeline true I guess would he just go? Would he just go to Lorraine's house? No, he'd probably no. just go. He'd be going to Doc's house, right? Just yeah, because li- yeah, someone's got to feed Copernicus. Yeah. Well, just no, 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 no. Doc. That Doc is still there. Oh yeah. Oh, he could just catch Doc as he's doing his like happy victory dance. Right. And like, yeah. Doc. <laughs> which, which is what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Which is going to happen next week? Nick, have you seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> No, you finally You've done a me. great job of faking it so far. Minute, <laughs> clock it, minute 98. <laughs> minute 98 of the second movie, we realized that Nick yeah. actually hasn't seen yeah. these movies. Well, wait, once Doc does... disappeared, I turned it off. I thought it was over. <laughs> I was like, well, wait, so when does the telegram man happen? That That's about to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. that's about to happen. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But, uh, Which yeah, is why no, I wanted we... to do this section of the movie. It's my right. favorite. Right, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. Into yeah. That yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, when the, um, it kind of turns into like a R&B video right there at the end when it starts to rain on Marty and he looks all like sad. Yeah. yeah. You kind of, I want to, I want somebody, if somebody makes, uh, if one of our listeners makes a lot of fan vids, I would love an, mm, what you say of this moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
or like kiss from a rose like like yeah. he picks up the flag like and it's burnt he's just oh, what you say mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh it'd be so good um yeah this is like this is just oh it just begs for it yeah uh, that's a good uh, the one. idea of marty being completely alone is <laughs> interesting yeah i don't think he's really been by himself since he was in like biff's garage um and even then he uh, he had doc on like on call with the walkie-talkie right yeah can we yeah. talk about the walkie-talkies for a second can oh, we talk about how the range i wouldn't be surprised if he thought they could go through time because the range of these walkie-talkies <laughs> seems to be that of a cell phone in yeah you almost it actually almost kind of makes sense that he's still calling the doc yeah <laughs> yeah because even in death these probably would well, well, we've we've talked about how, uh, despite uh, Doc pulling them out of a package, we think that maybe he souped them up somehow. Okay. Yeah. He and, and that's that's how we're explaining it away. Because yeah, you're right. They're they're like those uh, the the cell phone the really annoying people who have those cell phones that they turn into walkies. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just like. Uh, you know, you just they'll just be like walking around, you know, Sam's Club or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. yep. What's up? <laughs> That's hilarious. And you're like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing your entire conversation. Ugh, so that, annoying. That would, that, would be, that would be pretty nuts if it was like Marty, Marty, I'm in heaven, Marty, Marty. It's all true. It's all true, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Copernicus is here. Copernicus is here. My dad, my parents are here. The the ones I killed. <laughs> For the insurance money, they were way more understanding than <laughs> it's fine. I thought they would be. All things make sense when you're in God's light. <laughs> forgive you. <laughs> oh man, um, I love that the I, I love as cheesy as it is. I love that it starts raining yep. when Marty realizes that Doc is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really, great. Oh, it's so it's just such a movie moment. Yeah, I just I really love yeah. that. I love movies that aren't afraid to to be movies, so to speak. Yeah. 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 There's like, no, we know that this isn't entirely realistic, that this would be happening at this exact moment. Yeah. But, you know, it's a movie. You know, yeah. but use all of the, you know, let's use every part of the buffalo. Yeah. yeah and, the, and they, you know, you, you know that there's this impending storm. So it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. Right. <clears throat> right. That's how I feel about uh, like blocking and uh, when when blocking and camera movements work in tandem with each other. Like mm-hmm. usually, like if you're there on the day and you're watching the people in the blocking, it's super awkward and yeah. weird yeah. and doesn't look natural at all. Mm-hmm. But then when the two things are working in tandem, it looks awesome on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all that matters. I just I love that. It's like when you hear about like uh, the one thing I always remember is like reading about the making of like Scott Pilgrim versus the world where there would just be like so many weird shot setups that maybe like there's like or to use another thing like there's this bit where in behind the scenes of like Star Trek, J.J. Abrams says like even though you might look and feel ridiculous, I promise it will look awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I I just I love that stuff because I just it's just so interesting to me like how those two things work like that. And I think that that's in a lot of ways I think that's what separates 
you know, actor, like just amateur actors and professional actors is that the professional actors can do that weird, awkward stuff and make it look natural on camera. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I, I think that's got to be, that's a skill that I think actors who come out to California and it's like, I'm going to be in the movies. Um, yeah. I think that's a skill that they don't think about. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's the same with like people who come from like, say, um, like stand up comedy background or something like that. Where mm-hmm. it's like you, you're not, yeah, you're not used to those, you're not used to that technique and stuff. Yeah, or right. or or even stage acting. Yeah, right. Like, well, I mean, we were just talking about this a few weeks ago when the uh, Flux Capacity Cast guys were on here, and they were talking about that moment in the first movie when Strickland and Marty are like nose to nose, and he's he's like no no McFly has ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley, and then and then Marty says, yeah, well history is about to change, and you watch that and you're like, oh god, this moment's so badass. Seriously, you take that camera, you back it down the hall, and these two people are just like putting their noses to each other. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why would you do that? That yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense. But when the camera is that close, it looks cool. It's just weird. It's yeah. just such a weird movies are weird. You guys they're are weird. weird. <laughs> they're really weird. Oh, anyway, that's all I got for this minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. If you guys are good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with minute 99. Uh, but in the meantime, you can go to our website, duelinggenre.com. You can check out the stuff we've got there. Uh, but we, we've also we're, – we're reaching the credits. We need your emails because we need something to talk about during the credits because we're not going to talk about I, – I sincerely doubt we're going to talk about the credits during the credits because uh, we did that last time and it was fun. I think we picked some good credits but I think it will be mostly r- repetitive credits. For the sequel, so right. I don't want to just like talk about the same people again. Um, so yeah, so send us an email, contact at <clears throat> backtothefutureminute.com. Send us some emails for us to to talk about. We've gotten a we've gotten a handful, but we could use some more. So uh send in some more and uh we'll get it uh we'll get it going. We'll get we'll get you on the show, we'll talk about your email. Uh you can also tweet us at uh BTTF Minute, and we're on Tumblr and Facebook. We've got the uh we've got a page for our podcast, but we've also got our uh, Facebook group, the Back to the Future Minute Listener Preservation Society. Uh, you can go there. People are, are posting all kinds of theories and stuff about things we talk about every minute uh, as, as they go through it, and that's that's been a lot of fun. And also, uh, people who are going through the show for the first time are talking about stuff that happened in the last movie, and it's kind of like experiencing the show again because I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> because uh, it was like a year ago uh, so that's a lot of fun uh, you can check out our other podcasts uh, at duelinggenre.com The Doctor's Companion and Geek by Night our original audio drama uh, as well as uh, the, sh- the the two short films that I directed those are up there as well uh, The Cupid Division and Unexceptional they're both under the films section of the website so you can go check those out and uh, duelinggenre.com slash support is our Patreon page where uh, for $5 a month you can gain access to Back to the Future Minute, No Roads Edition, uh, as well as all of the other bonus content that we, we post. Any bonus content that we put put up on Patreon, you have access to at the $5 level. Every level higher than that is all like 
opportunity stuff. So like you have an opportunity to be on the show. You have an opportunity to be a Patreon associate producer like Leaper182. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you have an opportunity to get original artwork by Kevin Ziegler, the dueling genre artist. Uh, so all of that stuff could be yours. So go check out our Patreon page at duelinggenre.com. And uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.